0: Sunday school, blessed school, rain or shine, be on time. Never mind what's behind, all you got to do is to be on time. Sunday school, blessed school, rain or shine, be on time. Never mind what's behind, all you got to do is to be on time. Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome to Sunday School. Our lesson for today is entitled, Made Free, taught by Evangelist Parchment. It examines the effect of Calvary and how it still redeems our souls. Be blessed. God bless you, everyone. Welcome to Sunday School again we are thankful that you were able to tune in with us again surely our god has favored us and set us free our topic for today is made free and our lesson text comes from saint john 19 verses 28 to 30 and romans 6 verses 17 to 23. today's lesson is a continuation from last week after jesus prayed in gethsemane where he was crushed until the oil of his spirit could flow upon us, he was accosted by a mob that accused him. Right there and then, they sentenced him as it were to be killed. Away with him to the electric chair, they yelled. That was how we would imagine. Away with him. He deserves a lethal injection. However, neither the electric chair... All the lethal injection cannot detail, chronicle, or explain the agony, horror, pain, or dread that our Lord experienced in His flesh to set us free. Max Lucado, a Christian author, wrote, He would rather die for us than live without us. That, my friend, is amazing grace right after gethsemane comes calvary after praying and seeking the lord come the test of the battles which will produce our testimony jesus had struggled up calvary carrying our cross roman soldiers slammed him down on the rugged timber and nailed his healing hands to the cross some passerby came walking up to jesus filled with rage though most did not even know why the religious leaders chimed in they pointed to the cross and screamed to the crowd he saved others himself he cannot save when Jesus heard their rant the corners of his parched mouth began to crack and smile because he heard truth amidst the madness When jesus was given the choice between saving our lives and saving his own he chose to save our lives rather than his the romans did not take his life he willingly died so we could live frederick lehman captures this when he penned could we with ink the ocean fill and were the skies of parchment made were every stalk on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade to write the love of god above would drain the ocean dry nor could the scroll contain the whole though stretched from sky to sky talking about the love of god all this was the highest dimension of love to set guilty sinners like you and me free. So here we have the aspects of the lessons that tells us: one, Jesus was condemned to die, even though he was innocent and had no sin. He was led away to be crucified. Two, Jesus made the long trek up to Golgotha. He was mockingly acclaimed king of the Jews. The soldiers took his garments, which was a seamless coat like a priest's garment. Jesus cried, It is finished, and gave up the ghost. Salvation plan was accomplished, and we are made free through his death. Here we see Jesus was condemned to die, even though he was innocent and had no sin. Pontius Pilate was a Roman governor for Jerusalem during the time of Jesus. As governor, his primary role was to maintain law and order within the boundaries of his jurisdiction. Jerusalem was notorious for uprising and civil disobedience in defense of Roman rule. The Bible named Pontius Pilate as the one who ultimately condemned Jesus to death on the cross, even though his statement or verdict was conflicting when he said, I find no fault in him, or I found no cause of death in him. How could you convict a person when you see innocence steering the person? every angle you want to turn the story or question the person you see the sheer innocent pointing at the person yet because of grudges you said no he must die he must go to prison rather he must serve sometimes behind bar with that said Pilate, with that said pilot was ready to release jesus Because he found no fault in him. However, the crowd became hostile and demanded Jesus to be crucified. Pilate came under pressure to maintain order by oath. He chose to send an innocent man to his death. Amen. The charges against Jesus was political. Jesus was charged for one, subverting the nation. Two, forbidding tribute to Caesar. And three calling himself king when Pilate asked Jesus if he was the king of the Jews Jesus replied you are saying it Jesus was led away to a common hall where a group of soldiers tripped him placing a scarlet robe on him and a crown of thorns on his head they spat on him spit in his face beat him and mocked him the creator of all things manifest in the man Christ Jesus was subjected to great pain and humiliation at the hands of those he created today we rejoice that even though the trial was illegal hallelujah the blood of Jesus was legal and it's still efficacious to deliver Every sin sick soul and to set us free. Amen. So here Jesus bearing the cross on his back, journey up to Golgotha. Where he was mockingly acclaimed king of the Jews. Just the name Golgotha provides a dismal picture of a place that had become synonymous with death. Golgotha in Aramic means a skull. It is unknown whether the name was derived from a skull shape mode or from its reputation as an execution site. Even today items containing toxic elements have a skull displayed on the package to warn that the contents can cause death if ingested or if swallowed golgotha was not a pleasant sight it was the final place of execution for those condemned to die by crucifixion it was a place of horrific suffering before death can you just picture the hundreds if not thousands of skulls lying on that hillside this was clearly intended that Jesus' body would rot And his call would be numbered among the statistics but thanks be to God up from the grave he arose he has won the victory and made us free Jesus was born king and died a king he was referred to as king at his birth even though this royal baby was born and housed in a manger when Jesus was crucified, Pilate placed a placard above his head that reads, King of the Jews, even though it was written in mockery, it was revealing deep truth. John 19, 23 reads, Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts to every soldier apart and also his coat. At the time of his crucifixion, Jesus wore a seamless coat like that worn by high priests, and indeed, he was the high priest. The fact that the coat had no seam had a special meaning to the Jewish people of that era. While Jesus was in no position to render or tear his own clothes, as he was helpless at that time as a man, The soldiers could have easily divided the garment into equal parts as souvenirs. This is very significant as it depicts the garment in which the Lord covers each of us. No part of us is left exposed to any element. They did not tear it. They did not tear the garment of Jesus. They cast lot instead. So here the garment of Jesus was not torn. So the garment that Jesus covers us with, amen, no part of us is left exposed, amen. Nothing can penetrate his garment to touch us. Nothing can tear it apart. I'm referring to the blood, the divine blood covering of Jesus. He covers each of us with his blood so that when he looks at us, He only sees us washed in his rich red blood and made whiter than snow with his divine blood. Only the blood of Jesus, the red blood of Jesus, can wash a dirty, ugly, black, stained situation. And it comes out white. Only the blood of Jesus, the blood we know that blood is red, and if you put red cloth our a white piece of material into a red in red painting, ultimately the color is going to change and take on the pattern of the color of the paint. but when it comes to the blood of Jesus, anything that it washes Hallelujah! It becomes transformed to snow white. He washes whiter than snow. Hallelujah! So here Jesus cried, it is finished, and gave up the ghost. As a result, salvation plan was accomplished. The Bible says in St. John 19, verse 30, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. With that he bowed his head and gave up the ghost it that means he died immediately. These were Jesus' final words before he died, and I believe. It is a most powerful utterances. Jesus spoke it out loud. He declared it for all to hear. He uttered a loud voice that echoed down into the darkest domain of hell bottom. He uttered it for the world to know and for every evil force that come against us to flee. For Christ's work on the cross was complete. He bowed his head. And said it is finished. Pilate didn't kill him, the soldiers didn't kill him, he gave up the ghost. As such, when he said it is finished, means it is done. Salvation plan is accomplished, salvation plan is paid in full. Hallelujah. All the condemnation that should become uh, that should come upon us, Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. It was accomplished. There's no more substitute for sin other than the blood of Jesus. So, everything that we would ever experience, Jesus paid for it. Amen. All our sicknesses, all our pains, all our heartaches, all our griefs, all our sorrows, all our disappointment paid in full. At Calvary, the prescription was written paid in full. Not only the prescription. Amen. The, the monetary part of it was covered. Amen. All we have to do is to hand in the prescription. Here am I, Jesus. I am confused. I am concerned. Jesus paid it all. So there is no doubt that Jesus knew that his last word needed to be heard in this life. He knew the power those final words would have for generations to come. And he had great purpose for them, which still breeds such life and meaning for all lives today. Some of us would have experienced the death of a loved one upon the death of a loved one on their sick bed. And they made their last utterances of something, especially when it is biblical or some profound statement. We hold them dearly. Amen. We try to honor those wishes, especially when they are aligned to the word of God. Praise the Lord Jesus. So the, wor- the last words of Jesus brought life upon mankind. It is finished. Salvation plan is complete. We have been given grace and greater grace. Hallelujah. There is no doubt everything was within his control. Jesus could have come down from the cross. He walked on the water. He healed the sick, made blind to see. He bring back dead people to life. Jesus was God manifested in flesh. There was nothing at that time that was not within his control as God. It was a plan of his design in order to reconcile sinful man to himself. This was the dual nature of God and the dual nature of God cannot be readily understood. It has to be revealed. Amen. So because of Jesus' death and resurrection, we are made free. We are now servants of righteousness. Time and again in the New Testament, it is written that Jesus died for us from our sins. John 8 verse 36 states, If the Son therefore shall make you free, he shall be free indeed. And Romans 6 verse 14 tells us that, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are no longer under the law, but under grace. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin has left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. There's no excuse for living in sin. Jesus Christ gave his life. He became sin for us that we can become righteous and obtain eternal life. This is freedom. Jesus took death and gave us life. Romans 4 25 declares that he was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Having borne the wrath of God's judgment against sin, he triumphed over Satan and the curse of sin. His heel was bruised, but the serpent's head was crushed. He yielded his life as an atonement for sin and opened the life gate that man can freely enter in. Sin no longer has dominion over us, glory to God hallelujah you sing it out church I knowejah no I'm no longer. I'm no longer.